This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Check it out. Well, like the way the way I look at it is like, so okay, let's just say you're always going to be here. We'll call it present, but like you know, but what's what's driving you is always the future. Mm. Right? So something's actually in your past. Like you know, yeah, sure, you know, something really shit happened to you. It's in your past, but it's not because yeah. it was so traumatic that you'll keep looking for evidence of something similar to that occurring in the future, mm-hmm. which is where you kind of get this automatic bias of things, right? And welcome to episode three of season two, Human Beings Podcast. I'm Josh alongside Ailish. G'day, Ailish. Hello. <laughs> That's my signature. Hello. Yeah, we're already <laughs> laughing. And on my left is a beautiful man who I've known for many years now, Mr. Zane Ziggy Bogue. How are you, mate? Good, brother. How are you doing? I'm good. And hello to you, Alish. Hello. Um, before we get started, I told Alish I wanted to say something um, because this happened to me last night. And it's something that we've been, we spoke about last week with Jordan, sort of like the Vibe Attraxy tribe. And with what's been going on recently, I realised... Oh, I'm getting really flustered speaking about this, so give me like a second. It, I like it already. <laughs> um, I realised how influential you two have both been in my life oh, last God. night. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. <laughs> like the moment, there's been a few, I've had a bit of a realisation. There's been a few people come and go in my life, friends, family, whatever. But the moment that I both met you two from day dot, there was always a connection there. And last night I had the realisation of how grateful I am for the connection that I share with both of you two beautiful humans. Thanks. And um, I just wanted to express my gratitude on this platform because um, in life it, it is very rare that you can, I believe, find these connections with certain people. I've just been so blessed to have a lot of them <laughs> mm. with you two being specifically two that I treasure very highly. You know, having worked with you for so many years. Ages, eh? Yeah, and then, you know, having been friends with you at youth group, being best friends and then drifting apart for many years and coming back to where we are now, it's like it just shows that their like, connection is so special. And when you find those connections with people, like just remember that it can always come back full circle. Mm. I just want to express my love and gratitude for you two both before we get into this. Thanks, love Josh. you, brother. That's yeah. so lovely of you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and we're done. See and then <laughs> see you guys see you next later. episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, there's something I want to clear up too. So mm-hmm. Zane is your name. Where does yes. Ziggy come from? Oh, like nowhere. Like it really <laughs> oh, so, nowhere. Okay, it's sweet. just like, oh, you're Ziggy now. I'm like, okay, cool. We've been trying to figure out oh, what, where you got Ziggy yeah, from. Come up with some origin story if you like. But there is, Absolutely. There is Ready? nothing. You're going to make one up? No, oh, you, you can. You can. No. I'm merely I'm the guest here today. <laughs> no, okay. Well, that's anticlimactic, but anyway. Oh, well, you know, Sarah was in ninja school, right? No. Yes! So <laughs> what? I wasn't allowed to say you're a ninja, but you can openly come out in the first three minutes and yeah, tell everyone. Fine. All right, so I've got to get this out. Yeah. No, like my ascended name yeah, is Ziggy. Yeah, Siggy. that's it. That's it. Yeah. The oh, third eye so came to me one day. Like, there you go. Yeah. All right, no, so no. let's touch on um, what's going on with you lately. With me. You've, be, you've just become a dad. Well, yeah, I have. Congratulations I to you have. and Bree. Yeah, and the chest hair is coming through now and everything. You got some like, more? How many kids you got? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Alicia, too many. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like the biggest trip of my life. Mm. So sick. 
Only only negative is that it's like I just like see you guys post on the group page, seeing the Exalto stories, and I'm nowhere to be seen because I'm covered in vomit at six a.m. <laughs> in the morning. Like, oh, the dad bod's becoming a thing now. Oh yeah. bullshit! Oh, it is, man. I got some donuts. Are you hungry later? Come see. <laughs> <me>. uh, <laughs> no, but it is so so surreal and yeah, just amazing, just amazing. Like um, you know. I, I, I kind of spoke about this when I was talking with Chad the other day, but it's like I, I actually like had almost made my mind up that I wasn't didn't want to be a dad mm. for like a long time. Um, but then I don't know, me and Bree just kind of got to this point. She's like, you know, I'm I'm sick of us not having a kid. You're running out of excuses, and I was like, I am actually. And then it's just like it just happened like from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it's just been such a trip, and oh, I'm loving it. It's like the whole context of my life shifted now. Yeah. To being this thing where it's like I'm almost kind of like I'm looking at every action and everything I'm doing like I'm a memory for him as a man. Yeah, Do you know wow. what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like this extra level of weight, but it's not like crushing weight. You yeah. know what I mean? It's mm. like, but it's really cool. It's like okay, well, how am I going to act in this moment? Well, what would I want my son to remember about me from this moment if I was dead and gone one day? Yeah, yeah, it's like that extra accountability. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like. The one thing, like, I don't know, I've been a dad for, what, five weeks? Don't, I'm not writing any books anytime soon. But, <laughs> like, the one thing I've, I've, I have picked up is, like, you know, my kid's not going to learn from me telling him stuff, right? Mm. Like, you don't. You, you know, you learn the stove's hot not because mum told you to, it's because you put, put your, your hand, hand on it. it yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's it. It's like, it's my actions are going to teach him more than my words ever will. So I'm just really present to that and it's... I feel like I'm reshaping as a person as a result of that. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's sometimes. interesting too, you know, because like when we we're speaking to Viv in the earlier podcast of this season, she was saying how like with children, mm. their paradigms start to build between zero and seven months and then seven year, seven months to seven years, right? Yeah. 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 So like for you to say that, you're already setting a great example for your kid. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's I do cool. love your stories. How you like your kids like making mouth oh, movements. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, them, mate. I can't deal. I'm honestly, I can't deal. They're oh, so funny. I'm almost single because of that. Eh? <laughs> I walk past my phone in my hands. Like, get, get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, I want to put a mustache on yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to film him peeing on himself. <laughs> no, this is the third time this week. Oh, mate, I was walking around the house and put a little baby Yoda thing on him all morning today. That's been my day. I'm like, sorry, guys, I've got to do, it, do this at three. I've got to work. <laughs> Zooming in on him. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. But no, big congratulations, especially because I was, Thanks, you know, I worked with you and Bree when 100%. you guys first got together. Yeah. So. You probably like want someone that introduced us. You know, <laughs> like, seriously, you knew both of us. Oh, her first, yeah, because well, we worked at the bar together when we first yep. met, and I dead set like Dane Hyder. I was like, "You just, you just got her a job because she's hot." We were all convinced that was a reason, yeah. and, he, and he's like, "Yeah, hundred percent." I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, she's got one chance, and then I'm firing her ass the whole time." First, like three months, I was like, "Get her out of here. She's hopeless. <laughs> I want guns. I've got guns in my bar. I do not need her in here." <laughs> Meanwhile, there's me asking to knock off at midnight every time. <laughs> But damn, you brought the tips in, didn't you? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, big congrats. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a big step. But it's yeah. like, it's not, yeah, again, like not with that weight. It's just like, no. it's like you say, you're learning a lot about yourself. And yeah. I think it's good you have that self-awareness anyway. Mm. Like For sure. To be able to self-reflect. Yeah, and I saw this thing the other day, actually, that just like hit me between the eyes. Um, 
Like Kerwin, I like I got him on Facebook, right? And you know, mm-hmm. he does like that's been his whole thing, but he does like those sixty second little clips. And I notice he's like leaning more towards fatherhood in his way yeah, of speaking right. now. Mm. But he's just saying like, you know, he's holding his kid and he's realizing that like it's like him giving love to himself, even not like he was denied it as a kid or anything, but mm. like he, in loving his son, he's also loving the child version of himself. Oh, yeah, and wow. it's just like I'm kind of having that experience where it's like, wow, it's like – and then like I'm getting this gratitude for my parents because it's like if I'm doing anything like they were doing, like holy man, like they, that's – you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just yeah. this feeling of like, yeah, like reverberation, like everything I'm giving to him I'm getting, which is really cool. I guess in a sense, like I don't have children, but I guess in a sense it's like I remember when I was younger asking – I think I was probably like 16 or 17. I remember asking an, an adult that I knew. I was like, when do you start thinking like an adult? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know, when do you start thinking like an adult? Like when, yeah, yeah, when's yeah. the switch flick? And he's like, you don't ever stop thinking like who you are now. When your debt gets too high. <laughs> he's like, it's just, it's just like when you, when you have kids because you automatically stop thinking for just you. Yeah, yeah. And you start thinking for someone else. That's directly related to you. That's younger. That's not a brother. It's not a sister. Mm. And it's like it's your flesh yeah. and blood. Yeah, yeah. That you're accountable for. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like just side note, childbirth insane. My like the way I look at women now has just it's insane. Like I literally I didn't cry through the whole process of him coming out, and then it was like my mum came and saw us the day after in hospital, and as soon as I saw her, I was like. <gasps> <laughs> just broke down. It's like you did that to me. What? Yeah. Like, I caught him at everything, man. Like Bree was Bree weapon. Yeah. It was actually insane. Like insane. You know, and I and I totally get that like every childbirth's different and everyone's got plans and a lot of the time they don't get fulfilled and you know, like to some extent it wasn't perfect, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, mm. wow. You know, and like it was just such an amazing thing to see. Just like that is the most like natural thing on the planet, right? It's like it's how we all came into this way, right? Yeah, mm. crazy to be a part of that, mm. you know. And babies look like aliens when they first come <laughs> out. Just on a side note, I'm glad I got worded up about that. I came out and his head was all wonky. I was like, it looked like an alien, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, it's all good. It'll, it'll bounce back. They warned me about this. Yeah, nothing about the forked tongue, though. Nothing. About- <laughs> and the horns and the tail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you're lucky, they grow out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> grow into their tail, like. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, cool. All right, so yeah. let's you... get serious. Now. <laughs> <Let's> get serious. <laughs> this will never be serious. Um, so you are—are are you still studying the course you're doing? Um, landmark. Yeah, that we're referring to. It's it's not really a study thing. They call it an ontological study. Can you do you know what that word means? What's, what's um, the definition? I, of that word? Not like dictionary standards. <laughs> what's but it's it means, what's your it means smart. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds it means like it. Don't ask any follow up questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, it's kind of like referring to the stove thing. It's like not learning through information delivery. It's learning through discovery. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. And that's the way they present all their education. So it's not like something where there's book work involved. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's just straight up be a part of a conversation mm-hmm. and discover something for yourself, which is uh, probably what people would be getting from listening to something like this, right? They discover something for themselves from what has been discussed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it's delivered. Um, they have courses for literally everything um, from like, you know, 
finances to sex, everything, right? So, like, I'm just, like, always in one of their courses. It yeah. just leaves me more empowered. Yeah, of course. So, you know, my mum's, like, a senior employee of them, so I get good discounts on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just always in it. I'm just always in it. And I've been, like, um, the last couple I've been in, really um, really cool seminar leader. Like, I really resonate with her. She's, um, what, a, a neuroscientist? Got a PhD oh, yeah. in that. And she's just just cool, and it's just cool to hear, you know, what they got to deliver. I've transitioned me through, you know, like, oh, I've been getting heavily back into it, like with the loss of the dog, and then transitioning to fatherhood. There's been a lot of things that it's just made real easy for that transition for myself. And yeah, feeling super empowered, and um, you know, I guess when we were talking about me coming on here is like the conversation around the auto- automatic mind. Mm-hmm. Because I guess it's everything I bring up, every like mind flex you have yeah. is also, right? Yeah. That's been really like I guess a focal point for myself. I think like that and then integrity. Yeah. You know, and redefining what the way I define integrity mm-hmm. yeah. and implement that. I think – I don't know if like if I'd feel as though I need any like further development yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think if as long as like I, I'm present to what's automatic and making a choice in the face of that or being automatic and being fully powerful in the fact that, hey, I'm just being automatic, Zane, mm-hmm. right? But making that choice and having that distinction and then coming from a place of integrity, I think it's like all the enlightenment I need in this life. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of been the road I've been on. And is that something – so like the automatic mind and integrity, are they separate things that you've – had conversations with these people about or is it something that's weaved into a lot of the stuff that Again, they Again, coming back teach. to that, you know, self-discovery you are saying about is this something you've, you know... Um, a and B, mm-hmm. A and B, right? Like it's, yeah, I've, they'll, they'll touch on it, we'll look at it in a certain aspect and then, you know, it's just like that's really resonated with me mm-hmm. or I've realised that a lot of the issues I'm experiencing in my life is because of a lack of one of these things mm-hmm. or yeah. identification of and then that's just kind of been the journey that I've been on, right? Um so yeah. what is the – for people that don't know or maybe haven't heard of it, like what is the automatic mind or the autonomous self? Yeah. Well, like I also want to front run this is like even like Landmark will preach that like nothing they're saying is truth. Yeah. Right? It's like it's just a context and a conversation around – well, no, basically a context around yeah. certain A perspective, things. yeah. Yeah. And if you choose to look through that scope, it creates a level of empowerment within yourself, mm-hmm. right? So – I guess the way I'd put it and the way I've kind of, I guess, discovered it for myself is like, you know, I think, I think a human personality is kind of built up on like the trauma you experience in life, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if you really learn a whole much from good times, right? Yeah. This is just me. But I do think, yeah, so like you've probably created this identity based on negative experiences in your life, right? And probably a lot of them happen in these formative years, and then what happens is as you become an adult, you forget that this was a conversation you've had with yourself and it's just so ingrained into like the fibres of the way you process the world that you think it's the way the world is. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's through the scope of like if you're looking at it as there is actually no such thing as real life. There is no such thing as truth, right? Because unless everyone and everything in this universe is completely aligned with that as a fundamental thing, and it's not true, right? If you've got yeah. an opposing view, how can your view be right and someone else's wrong? Yeah. So, you know, but that's how you live. Like your truth is the reality, right? Yeah. And so you have these automatic ways of being, right? So it's like when I 
for me, you know, one of the first things was like I identified this as, oh, look, my parents listen to my last podcast saying I'm not going to enjoy this. And mum's like, <laughs> this is – I've told her about this. She goes, you made this up. I'm like, no, I did not, mother. This is <laughs> Mum, <laughs> listen here. This is some real truth. <laughs> so I remember my parents putting me in front of like The Lion King and Free Willy. Right, they had like this on a, on a um, VHS. They've got mm-hmm. a, like we've recorded a couple of movies, and then boom, and they've like put me in front of this session. And I was what like young, real young, <laughs> sitting in front. Anyway, end of it. Free Willy comes flying over the kid. He's emotional. Woo! I'm crying. I I got hit, and I'm like, and then I'm like, where's mum and dad? And I go basking in their room, and I'm banging on the door, and I smash the door open, and I'm crying. And dad's just like butt naked, runs over to the door, slams it shut <laughs> on me. And I've got this thing like, oh no, they, I'm abandoned. I'm like, they hate me. They hate, oh, like, well, I'm, I yeah. need them and they hate me, right? So they later come out and go, hey, do you want a little brother or sister? And all this kind of, you know what I mean? Like, that's oh, why they tried to smooth it over. But it's like, that was like, you know, yeah. I wasn't the only one partaking in some free willy just then. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. I don't even care. That was, yeah. Oh, but that's anyway, right. so. But like from that, I tried. To, I became entertaining because my conversation was, <laughs> "I'm not good enough," right? Yeah, like yeah. there was a moment where I wasn't enough mm. for my parents to care. Like mm. you know, my kid's gonna have some doors slammed on him in his life. But you know, as a little, however old I was, that didn't mean anything to me, right? Yeah. yeah. So I've gone through life being a funny guy. I've been cracking jokes here with you, right? Mm. And I'm aware that that's part of like my automatic self. So like, if I'm not feeling like Zane Bogue is good enough, I'll naturally slip into being a funny guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Even though the threat's not, you're going to die, it's still like threatening to yourself. Yep. Yeah. So you come across all these things and then looking at people, you know, and that's – you kind of create this thing. But I think the real – I guess the real big thing for me is, you know, my self-talk, right? Because I am very, very critical on myself. Like I know that. Um, and have you always been like that? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I, as well as far as I can remember, yeah, mm. you know. Um Probably pretty common. I was going to say that one of the big, like one of the most heard things is like people say to you, your biggest critic is yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, you're your you're your worst critic for mm. sure. I've always had that my whole life too. My parents are like you're always going to be your worst critic, and it's yeah, true. Exactly, exactly. And it's like the weight you're like the weight you receive in your life probably isn't coming from external like areas, right? Mm. Like it's it's you on you. Yeah, you right. Hundred percent. Um, but then it's like you know if you actually like shut up for a minute and actually like listen. Or especially if you're in an uncomfortable situation, like, and just shut up and listen. Mm. There's, like, a dialogue going on 24-7. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, the way I look at it is, like, if you didn't put it there, like, if you consciously didn't put it there, is it you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, I don't identify myself as my thumb, right? Yeah. Is it me? No. Like, is it a part of me? Is it something I've got that, like, you know, sometimes a nail looks gross. Sometimes, you know, some, I've got a hangnail. Sometimes it's fine, right? But yeah. I don't go, like, this is the be-all and end-all of my existence. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like, why are you like that with that little voice in your head? Mm. You know? I guess it's taking the time. Yeah, it's like not – it's something that I've spoken about with a lot of people. It's like being the observer. No, don't be the thinker. Be mm. the place where the thoughts come into. But mm. it's it's hard – I guess because we're brought up in that sense, it's like you got to listen to that voice in your head, and probably yeah. from that fear factor, it's like if something is, you know, a lot of people think intuition is that voice in their head that's like, don't do that, yeah, don't do that. But it's like more so fear. But I guess it is hard to separate yourself if you don't have the tools or don't really or haven't put in the time to sit back and 
listen to yeah learn how to ground yourself in those moments yeah, yeah. well just yeah. listen to what it's saying and like really question not even just listening but like questioning it like yeah. what is that thought or even like have the distinction that that's not you in the first place mm. right you know yeah, you are not your thoughts yeah 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 and it's like and there's so much liberation in like standing against that you know and the reason like so i went on this whole thing and it's like okay cool so i've like you know, going through this and trying to develop myself past this, like, automatic zane. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, I've known Trav for half my life, right? And then he's just like, oh, and he's always gone, oh, we should get you on the podcast. And I was like, all right, let's do it because it terrified the absolute shit out of me. Mm. Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, well, you know, I've, I've been denying this automatic voice, being like, don't do that. Don't speak your mind. Don't let people know what you're about. They'll find out you're full of shit. Come on, man. Like, seriously, don't let anyone give you any kind of criticism on the way you think. Just stay safe, small. You got yourself sorted. You know, like, yeah, yeah 100%. that's what this little manic dude in my head's going on about. I was like, shut up. I'm going to do <laughs> something else. I'm going to do something to threaten you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like driving here, sweet. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm yeah. doing the same thing. Uh, but I've had that victory over it. Yeah, right. You know? 100%. And so I think it's just. Yeah, like that's it. That's it. Just like, yeah. you know, be present to it. Know that you can actively be something. And then I think that's when you then have integrity come into place, right? Because integrity is not keeping your word. Integrity is having is setting your word and honouring it. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's kind of like, well, the what I've, what I've set my word to be is like love, contribution and connection, mm-hmm. right? So that little voice in my head, my automatic self, does not want me to be any of those things. Yeah. I'm not trying to get rid of it. I know that it's like it's my thumb. You know, it's there for good. Yeah. Hangnail or no hangnail, right? Yeah. But cool. I'll just thanks for coming. Speak to you later. Mm. You know, and now I'm going to act inside of contribution because I've given my word to that. Mm. You know, and it's like that's then then going to the observer thing. I think that's how you create that. Is like mm. give yourself an alternative. From like the automatic, yeah. Because you just because if you're not present, you will slip into automatic, right? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's that's the journey. Do you think it's really helped you, like, kind of in quantum leaps, having that distinction? I think it has really simplified everything. Yeah. You know, because it just always comes through the filter. Is this a product of my word or a product of how I wound up being? Yeah. Mm. You know, and that's the only question I could ask myself. Mm. And then, oh, well, you know, you're being funny because you're feeling uncomfortable. Well, is there another way you want to be? Actually, no, this time funny's working. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, we'll we'll stick with funny. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, like, but it's a choice now. Yeah. Because it's interesting, you know, like, because when we're at Exalto in the morning, when we do our mind flexes and stuff, like, obviously, having work with you, a lot of it was funny. (laughs) But let's be real, a lot of it was just funny. I feel like you've got to be funny to get through hospital anyway. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Respect all hospital workers. But like, but then when we sit in Mindflex and Exalto, like some of the philosophical standpoints you bring forward, it just like blows my mind at 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, fuck, I haven't even woken up yet. And Zane just hit me with some truth. Like, And I have. I've been wondering. I was like, where, where does this come from? Because for so long, like I did only know automatic Zane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know? Yep. And then also part of that was like, I was very much dealing back then with like, don't let people know how much you're like, you're what's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you it's know? like when, like when, well, when we were working together, like yeah. I didn't want anyone knowing what was going on in the background yeah. with me. So I'd put on to me, like thinking about this conversation, how it's going automatic. Josh was overconfident. Yeah. You know, he was, 
you know, I'd dress nicely to try and impress people, but really I was so had so many self-image problems it was out yeah, of control. And I was, sure. I was so vulnerable and scared of what people thought of me and assumed of me that I'd put on this overconfident act to yeah. try. That was, my, that was my automatic response. Totally, man. It's hectic. Totally. Yep, yep. And you're just going to go, okay, like that, that person at that point did the best they could do with what they had. Yeah. Love you, thank you, but let's keep going. Yeah, yeah that's so good. And yeah. do, you, do you feel like that, I guess – being that funny guy, do you feel like, or not even that, just like obviously being automatic Zane, does that come from a fear of being judged on how you think or? Yep. Yes, definitely. It was like when I realised why I'd shut down, Mm. it was very much because of that. Um, And I also like, I don't like, like, messing people up either. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like like I'll sit there and I can listen to someone and I can just like, comp- like I don't know, without being like egotistical, like I, like a lot of people I can kind of go, I can see where your head's at. Yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? For yeah. the, like half of my life spent in this head, I'll look at it through that context. I'm like, okay, this is how you wound up being like this. Mm. I don't, like I don't want to blow people's minds. I'm very, very particular on like I will not give advice or give you coaching unless you directly like, Invite you it. to. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you know, the, what's the difference between that and someone going, have you heard of Jesus Christ? I saved you on your front door, right? It's not working. Yeah. You're not getting conversions out of that, are you? <laughs> and I guess that's the thing, like respecting <laughs> respecting people's space too because it's, yeah, so many. I heard something the other day and it was like, oh, it, I was talking to someone and it came up in the conversation. It was like, oh, I like to make people feel uncomfortable. And I was like, mm. cool. Yeah, but what's the outcome of that? Yeah, what's the, and yeah, it was what's like, the end well, goal for that? If people feel uncomfortable, that's where the growth is, and yeah. I s- agree and disagree mm. with that because, mm. like you were saying, with kind of voicing your opinions all the time, or not even your opinions, or just like the way you think, without asking if someone would like to hear it. Yeah, a lot of the time, people will just shut down because it's sure. like, yeah. I guess it's like, yeah, someone's selling you something. It's like, okay, mm. well. I don't want to listen to that. And it's like, okay, but if this is my opinion, so you're going to have to listen to it. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like that, yeah, I guess that that's proper connection too because it's like yeah. establishing your boundaries and respecting someone else's boundaries sure. without and just like putting pins in their exactly. little bubble. Because it's kind of like with me and Bree. Oh, and it wasn't even like this. I didn't have the thought. It was like one of those, you know, you poke scrolls going through someone's Insta story and they've shared like a one-liner and it's like, check out my unlighted post. I do that all the time, all right? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Neil Strauss every day. I'm like, I'm so wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was like, you know, um, this guy talking about how him and his partner, they like, if, if you know, let's say his partner comes, like obviously not get hitting this one word for word. But yeah. it's like his partner gets home and he's just like, you know, had a rough day. He's like, oh, are you looking for comfort or a solution? And I think yeah. that's great. So we, yeah. I was like, look at this, and I showed Brian. So we try to implement that, not all the time successfully, because it's like, yeah, if I if I start dumping on Brie, and we've got a beautiful relationship, like we really do, we are so in sync, right? Mm. But if she's going through something, and I'm like, fix, 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 she just shuts down. Yeah, yeah. you know. But like, if she goes, hey, can you help me through this? I'm going through it. Mm. She, we can talk for an hour and a half, and then it's just like, thanks, and she's actually acknowledging me for. Doing what I would have done, you know. Yeah. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? That's reflex, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you just need a hug as well, right? Mm. <laughs> well, that's like, like I think I've mentioned this in another podcast in season one. It's like that's how I try to operate now when friends are going, friends or family are going through 
any form of strife, adversity. It's like, do you want support or do you mm. want solutions? Because like, like you just said, yeah, there's so many times that I know for myself that people have tried to give me solutions. It's like, dude, back the fuck up. <laughs> I just want you to like sit next to me and tell me everything's going to be okay. Yeah, 100%. Don't you need you telling me that I need to do this, that or the other? Yeah. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's my life. I'm a sovereign being. It's mm. going to be my decision moving forward. Yeah. I just need you to hold space for me. Yeah. I think it's so, important too for establishing it, – it actually – almost subconsciously helps people establish their own boundaries themselves too. Yeah. Because if you're constantly – and, like, look, helping people is great when they need it, but it's, like, allowing people to kind of process stuff by themselves really allows them to take control of their life because they don't become – because you can easily – I've seen it happen before and it's, like, I've experienced it too where you have one person that helps you all the time or – you, you end up being that person for someone else and it's like a reliance. The codependency builds. Yeah. yeah. And, and they don't know like, what to do when you're, when you're not there. They don't know what to do without your input and then they're leaning on you for more. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what I'm happens like, when, you totally, dis- totally. when you disappear? You know what I mean? It's That's like, right. you know, yeah. and de- I, like, death I've is been... inevitable for all of us. And like, <laughs> yeah. and not to get too dark, you know what I mean? It's like the same thing when, like when my dad passed away. It was like, yeah, I was young, but it was like, he's the guy I went to for stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, Oh my god, where do I go? It's like you end up being like so lost, and it's like, and it's the same with like even relationships. Like you're saying, it's so healthy to have that equal kind of level field of respect Mm. for each other and respect for that person being their own individual. Yeah. So that that codependency doesn't creep up, and you end up separately not being able to function at all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. So I was just going to say, like, I don't think death is something dark. Like, don't say don't get too dark. I think like. Death is just something that we all need to take into realization that we're all going to die. Mm, polarity, <laughs> like, polarity. Yeah, right. Yeah, when you're born, you you died you're sometime in the future. <laughs> extent, it's already yeah. happened. It's just not right now. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, really cool. cool. Really cool. So, yeah, the automatic mind really interests me. It does. Mm. When Ailish said we're talking about talking to you about the autonomous mind or the automatic yeah. mind, I was like, hey. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to do, do a bit yeah. of reading up on this because I yeah. wasn't sure. I had no idea that you were, you know, doing this. Um, I'm going to use the word study for lack of better terms with Landmark and what yeah. you were doing. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I just thought you were some guru sitting in Mindflex <laughs> that I've known for years, never, never actually delving into your wisdom. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I, well, when I first started, I was like 14 or 15. Wow. Yeah. And is that because your mum was doing? It was just there, or it's, uh, my dad did it. I think mm. his boss made them all, all do it because they've got like a business element to them as well. Guys, we're joining a cult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> um, yeah, they got a business element to them, and it's like every business they run through run like they, I think they get thirty or forty percent productivity out of them. Like it's like a wow. statistic. It's like all the major co- corporations that you could think of have done it. Like wow. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, dad, dad did it, and mum and dad were kind of on the rocks. At that point, and I remember, like, they were really – like, I was – yeah, like, 13, 14, so, you know, kind of getting aware of that stuff. But I just remember, like, seeing Daddy goes, hey, can we just try to do this as a family? Mm. I was like, yeah, fine, I'll do it. And then she's just, like, become – I'm like, it's crazy, man. My mum was, like – my mum, like, the shift. I mean, I've experienced mine, right, but my mum's, like – so her father um, from Fiji mm. – his mum died giving birth to his youngest sister and his dad, like, fled the country. He used to Whoa. work away, but then when he found out his wife died, he just disappeared. 
Whoa. And so they all got put into foster care and everything like this. Like, so he had an older sister, him, and then, yeah, the baby. Got put into foster care. He went through all this, like, rigmarole. Ended up basically kind of being a slave for this family. Like, they kept him in the washroom. He made all the food for them, did all what? the house. And, that you know, he lived in this little shack. Whoa. Um, but then when he got older, he tracked his dad down. His dad had started this other family and he was dying. He died. He got his stepmother, I guess you'd want to call that, and her kids and he raised his step-siblings and looked after his dad's mistress till she died. Wow. wow. He is a weapon of a human I was going to say, like, what a man. Man, and so like my auntie, so mum's like the second born and what is it? I've got one, two, like five of them, right? Mm. And like, you know, my mum's older sister, she's like on the – She's on the board for Greenpeace. She's on like a human rights lawyer. They've all just like been really crazy successful. But my mum yeah. is like the short little one. They're all tall. Like, you know what I mean? They're all tall. <laughs> and mum's a little runt. And she was just like, you know, love it a bit. But she was a very angry little woman. <laughs> right? And like even she'll say, she's like, hey, you know, like there was me before Landmark and there was me after. Mm. And your brothers were raised by a different woman than you were. Yeah. You know, like she'll acknowledge that. Wow. And, um, yeah, she did. And just her transformation, man, because she's like, well, she's, she's as I guess she's a landmark forum leader, which is like Jedi for landmark, yeah. right? I just pictured your mum in like full Jedi just outfit. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, like so she's one of 50 people in the world who leads forums. And so like minus COVID and everything, she literally hops on a plane, goes to like Brazil, Friday to Sunday, leads a forum, like 10-hour days. Wow. Then does the Tuesday, does some coaching, gets on a plane, goes to another country and does it again and just does it on repeat. And I like would see her like yeah, maybe three times a year. But it's just like she brings power to people, man. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Like so cool, so cool. And I just like I, re- like I really back it, you know. Like I'm not one – this is probably the most I've ever spoken about it, definitely on a public forum. I even said to Trav when we were talking, I was like, man, like I don't really want to talk about Landmark. I'll just say it at the start. But you've coerced it out of me. Yeah. Um, Apparently we're good at he's that. He's tied up. <laughs> we're forcing him. Yeah. That's what Cal said when we did his stories. like, well, this is the most I've ever spoken about that stuff. How'd you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I genuinely think it's like something every human being on the planet should do. Yeah. You know? Now, like there's something wrong with you or anything, but it's like you – it has made like a long-lasting, profound impact on the human being I am, mm. right? Everyone that I've experienced go through it, it has done that too. Yeah. You know? I guess you're understanding yourself more, right? It's like, yeah. yeah that it, like you say, it's not study. It's like what you get out of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like just the ability, like I have that, that observer you're talking about, like I have that. That's not going anywhere. On my good days or bad days, I have that observer. Mm. You know, like the depression I was in with my diabetes – Got, I got through it because I was watching myself be di- depressed, which is yeah. like a really weird thing, you know, to like see yourself in action, mm. you know. But, yeah, it's like I'll, I'll always have power. I like I – not like – I don't know how to put it. I, I, I just – I will never need another human being again. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, will, I don't need anyone to assist me through anything. I've got myself and I've got all the tools required. Yeah. You know, which is even cool because it's like if I want to spend time with people, it's actually from choice, not from codependency. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You know, and like I want to see that world like this because I'm actually adamant. Like, you know, it might sound altruistic and everything, but I actually don't think, like, if we had if we had the world like actually get what's possible for them and be free from 
I'm getting yeah, goosebumps <laughs> already. Yeah, and on. like actually be free from the fact that like, hey, there is like, there is this way you wound up being and you think it's you, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it is just like mechanisms at play. It's mm. like the movie Click, you know what I mean? Like we're fast forwarding through our lives, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Seriously, yeah. you think like you're living it, but you're not. Like you, something happens, you react based on the past that you walked into. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then it becomes your present and your future. And it's like you get activated about certain things and things piss you off. And like, yeah. And you just go through that until you die. Mm. Right. But if we like, if people actually got present to, like, you're putting your past into your present, your future every day of the week and really got that in your bones. I, I really, I don't think we'd have the issues we've got anymore. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. Well, it's, I guess it's that, that whole sense of like everyone wants to preempt. It's like, you know, even in the sense, this really resonated with me right now because I've like been going through and stuff, but it's like things like everything's always future-based. So it's like mm-hmm. goals, 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 or where do you want to be in five years yeah. or what's your plan? And not even in like a career sense, but it's like mm. everyone thinks about the future. It's just yeah. a normal thing that we do as humans. It's like we're, we're our whole thing is, our whole being is based on being able to preempt, mm-hmm. you know, bad situations so that we can avoid them. Mm-hmm. So I guess having that ability to come back to the present self is so powerful because you do then start to understand how that future fear and past experience really shapes how you're reacting. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. I think it's so important for people to really look in. And it's scary sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like that fear thing. Like that. I think, um, oh, what was the podcast – Aubrey Marcus, I think, was talking to someone on a podcast and it was like fear is future existing acting real. Uh, yeah. Um, what is it? Fault not for, oh, yeah, sorry, there's a few. There's like false evidence yeah. appearing real, future yeah. events appearing. Yeah. And it's like those things that – all those feelings that come up and prevent you from doing something or – and so, you look, sometimes they're necessary. Like if a guy's running at you on the street with with a knife and you're like, oh, I'm feeling fear, but it's not real. It's like that's real. All right, <laughs> run away, run away. <laughs> but it's Let's like try this. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a figment of my imagination. But it's like in those kind of emotional senses when it comes to making decisions or yeah. moving through your life, it's like you know the, that fear feeling still feels that real. Yeah. Well, like again, you know, based on this context. It's like I'm I I don't know how I feel about presence. Mm. You know? Like because we we focus on a lot and like I have experienced moments of presence but it, like very slight you know, moments. Yeah, well like Buddhist yeah. monks, what do they sit in the Himalayas doing, man? Like looking for that fleeting moment of genuinely being present. Yeah. And then the second you go Holy shit! I'm being present. You're not present anymore. No, that's right. Because you've yeah. lost that train of thought. I yeah. had it happen the other day. I was doing the spirituality Wim Hof method with mm. Joel, mm. and at the end of the breath work, they get you to sit up into a meditation. And I was sitting there, and they were guiding me through it. And then she's like, "There'll come a point where you will just be completely in yourself." Mm. And as soon as she said it, fucking boom! Yeah, I was in yeah. another dimension. But then as soon as that happened, like you just said, yeah, I came back to reality. It's like, hold oh, on really. a second. It's it almost dead. reminds me of like Go lucid on. dreaming. Have you ever yeah, had a yeah. lucid dream? That well, that like I've spent so long trying to astral project, and I've gotten to the point of being like, "Oh, I can feel it. Oh my god, I'm feeling it." <laughs> no, yeah, it's and it's gone. It's and like back. so. I've spent probably the last four, I'd say, five years of my life learning about dreams because ever since yeah. I've been a kid, I've been like, I have the most craziest dreams, and they're so vivid, man. Like it got to a point where. 
I had so many different types of dreams and they were so vivid and like, and honestly, so I had this test done about REM, like where my REM cycles are. So usually Mm -hmm. it's like every 90 minutes you go through like the sleep cycle. I can literally be sleeping for two minutes and I can drop into REM. So it's like, I can, I can have a nap in the day and have like a full vivid dream. So I was like, fuck this. I'm so tired when I wake up. Like this is ridiculous. And so I started really looking into what dreaming was. Yeah. And look, you can go to, you can read a hundred books. Nobody knows. Nobody fucking knows what it is. It's all just like theory. But I got this book on lucid dreaming and I, I started practicing Basically, it's like you break these gateways. Anyway, without getting into it, it's like you break these certain gateways and then you're able to lucid dream. Yep. And it teaches you how to block that feeling of like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm yeah. in a dream. And then it's like, oh, I'm awake. It's like, because that's what happens. It's like a buzz almost. It's like mm. you go, oh, my God, I'm dreaming. And then yeah. suddenly it's like, and then you're awake. And you're like, yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> like, are you serious? I was right there. But it teaches you to push past that. Yeah, cool. And it full like resonates in my normal life too because I feel that similar thing in meditation or in breath work mm. where I have that where I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'm feeling it. And then someone's like, oh, it's gone. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it's like I guess I do agree with you in that sense. It's like being present as a human It's pretty much. Oh, it's, it's yeah. Like, and I think that's the thing that people chase too. Yeah, like yeah, it's same totally. with that moment of silence. Like people are like, oh, I'm going to meditate so my mind is silent. It's like, bro, your mind yeah. is just a radio receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's on all the time. Yeah. Well, like the way, the way I look at it is like, so, okay, let's just say you're always going to be here. And we'll call it present, but like, you know. But what's, what's driving you is always the future. Mm. Right? So if something's actually in your past, like, you know, yeah, sure, you know, something really shit happened to you. It's in your past, but it's not because yeah. it was so traumatic that you'll keep looking for evidence of something similar to that occurring in the future, mm-hmm. which is where you kind of get this automatic bias of things, right? Yeah. You know, like far out, you know, some heavily tattooed dude beat you up one time. You're always going to have a little bit of a mm, when you see one like that again. Yeah, bring that yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like what a really bad example, but you know what I mean? No, I get that. Um, like a good example in my my sense is mm. like I've really neglected myself, not even in a bad, like neglect is a bad word, but I've like really put myself to the side a lot of the time when it comes to like my friends being depressed or something. Because mm-hmm. like when my dad committed suicide, mm-hmm. I was young. Obviously, there's like a lot of shit that went on there, but it's like, it's almost like that vision. It's yeah. like I'm looking through it with like that some glasses that I put on when my dad died where it's like, yeah. warning, that person is sad. Like, warning, totally, this other right? person is also yeah. sad. And it's like, if I don't help them, what if something bad really happens? And see that, like, boom, you've hit that perfectly. It's like, and then we end up with like 30 pairs of sunnies on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then there is all these warnings. But it's like, oh, you know, don't get too close to that person. Don't get in a relationship. They'll break your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't fall too deeply because you turn into a dickhead when you fall in love. You know, like, yeah. it's just like, all of this shit just repeats itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like your past now exists in your future. Yeah. Because what gives you your present moment and your present way of being is always the future. Mm. But everyone, well, not everyone, but it's like we go through life with so much of our past being dragged in. 100%. So the trauma comes in and you go, the way I can stay safe is not to get over it. Yeah. It's to project it into my future so anywhere that be looks aware like of that yeah, you're yeah. continuously mm-hmm. trying to be, become or well, manufacture yeah you know these scenarios yeah. role plays whatever it may be to keep you away from that past trauma again. exactly yeah so then it's like 
you don't have a future. What you have is your past is consistent. A vicious cycle of reliving the past. Exactly. Mm. Dude, it's like exactly. augmented reality. That's why I'm visualizing it right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the actual fuck? And this is why I feel like self self discovery is such a massive a massive thing. And it's like there's no right or wrong way of doing it. No, there's no way. Like every every journey is so different because we are all unique beings. Mm-hmm. And, like, my journey is totally different to yours, yep. which is totally different to Alish's, which is totally different to mine again, mm. yep. you know. But, you know, if we're not going on that journey, if we're not asking those questions, yeah. well, then I feel personally, I believe that's where instances, like, we'll just explain with those past reoccurrences, come back because you're not expanding. You're not wanting to expand. You're not trying to expand, yeah. I should say. Um, and then that's probably what gives leaves the door open or the gateway open for those yeah. red flags to keep popping back up for mm. you to go, oh, shit, that happened last time. I'm not letting that happen again. Yeah. Do you yeah. reckon – I want to ask you both a question too. It's just popped into my mind. Um, so we'd like talk about obviously like recreating the past into the present into the future. Yes. Do you think that people need to necessarily – like do you think that people need to look back and deal with that trauma to then be able to move forward? Or do you think that there's ways around it by learning about your mind – how it is now. I think bit of A, bit of B. Mm. Yeah, like I, yeah, hundred percent. I think I think you can, mm. but then like, probably depends what that trauma is. Yeah, too. exactly right. Well, yeah, mm. it's it's like you know you also like you know you can look at a crater and know that a meteor hit it without finding the meteor, right? Yeah. So it's like you can identify the actual trauma and then deal with that and get that you're putting it in your future, or whatever, or you can just see the damage that occurs and come to your own conclusions that it's like, you know, oh, I um I get really aggressive when someone conflicts with my views, Yeah, right? You don't mm-hmm. know why that trauma is there, but you identify that as being the issue mm. and going, okay, well, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, there's ways around that. So, yeah, yeah. either either, mm. I'd say. Yeah, I think, I think it's either either. Like I've had many moments in my journey where I've, A, done the past, you know, looked at the past trauma, okay, work through it to then go to where I am wanting to be in the future. Mm. There's other times where I just continue on addressing it, observing that happened, like Zane just said, seeing what the damage it did, did did occur and then just figuring out, you know, like Zane said, oh, that triggers me because of this, but then not bringing yeah. that forward into that present moment and then yeah. projecting it onwards. It's something I've definitely been thinking about, not in this context, but just like how as humans we dissect stuff. We yeah. love to like pull things apart. As kids, we do it with heaps of stuff, you know, like you do like little science experiments at school and you learn how every little bit of something works. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but I feel like sometimes it really does distract us from, yeah. I guess, not even being in that present moment, but just from like existing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've always got to do some work, you know, which fair enough. Like if you're someone that works like that, you know, you're always kind of looking for parts of yourself that you can heal. That's fine. But it's yeah. almost like you'll always find something. Well, yeah, you absolutely will. And then it's like... Like how the, far... What's the limit? How far do you dissect yourself? As far as you want to go. And like... Well, that's the thing, right? As far as you want to go. And the mm. thing is, that is going to look different every single time you go into that moment yeah. because there might be a time you're like, I'm going deep with this. Like, <laughs> I need to deroot something. And then other time it's like, oh, that happened. I need to sort that out, blah, 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 move on. Like yeah. mm. it really just comes down to, I guess, the moment and the individual. And the driving factor behind it. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. like if you're dealing with anxiety... You can totally turn self discovery as a way to mold more self hatred. Correct, right? <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, this is what I do. Oh, I'm such a liability. I do this. Oh, I'm do such that. a yeah. burden. I'm such. So, yeah. Oh, I need to go into a cave, man, because I'm a shit human being. Mm. You know, like you can. Yeah, 
But that's when you become attached. You, that's, that's attachment, yeah. right? You're attaching yourself to that rather than observing that. Well, and yeah. I guess not having those tools, like we're saying, like you have that ability to notice your automatic self. And I guess if you you don't have that ability and then you start looking backwards and looking at all the things you've been doing, all the way you react, it's like if you don't really have that knowledge of the automatic self, you're like, oh, my fucking God, mm. this is me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I guess, again, having that separation between the two helps yeah. you then move on from it. Yeah. Or just move through it, not even move on from it. But it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And just like, you know, it's just like, and yeah, I just identifying like, did I put this in my head or did I just wind up thinking this? You know, mm. It's just such a powerful tool, right? Just to disrupt it. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, like I said, it, it is something that works. You wouldn't have it. Like everything you've got is there for survival, right? Yeah. Mm. Like if you're actually looking at it from an animalistic point of view. So – these mechanisms you develop to avoid falling into the situation that caused that to be part of your personality, like it serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, Anim- I mean, you're right, animalistic. Animals do it all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I read up something about like crows, for example. Like, how often do you see a dead crow on the road? <laughs> Not that often. Yeah, actually, I've never, I've never seen one. Because they, they've actually figured out that crows have learnt through past accidents through ancestral yeah. line and ancestral trauma that big things with headlights won't, won't move for you. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why you barely see crows dead on the road because they're so acutely attuned to yeah. what happens that they'll go and eat roadkill but then they'll shoot off before a car comes because they oh, know yeah. the consequence. Mm. Yeah. Does it change the way they live? Not really. It's just they're more aware and more present in that moment. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting when you speak about the animalistic mind like that because I've, I've noticed, you start to notice it and you start yeah. to realise how it plays out in your life too. 100%. Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. Yeah, so much of you is just like reaction, you know, which right? is like without <laughs> language you kind of, that's what you are, right? Yep. So yeah. So that's, that's our point of difference. Mm. And I guess that's, yeah, I love like talking about reacting and then acting. Mm. Like taking that re out of it, because I guess, like in a sense, even just now thinking about it, it's like reliving the past. It's like when you react to something, it's like you're going from past experience. Yeah, and, and, so and you're like, actually reacting the past. Yeah, the past yeah, yeah. Mm. That's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And I, and um, yeah, I just think it's like you know, yeah, just one thing to go back to that is like you know, with your past, like whatever's in your future will dictate your present right so it's like that's where it's like if you can clear that space out a bit and then put your word to a created future right see i think the 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 trap in that is like you know it's like if we're talking about manifestation maybe like we'll put it like that so it's like you know throughout my life when i have been like in a state where it's like I'm hardly paying rent, like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's there's nothing in the fridge kind of thing. I would like manifest money, right? But like why was I manifesting money? As a reaction to the lack of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's like I don't don't know, but like I don't think Elon Musk gets up and meditates for 10 minutes about, you know, or I hope, you know, money, 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 money. It's like you don't do that, do you? You're like one of the richest human beings on the planet, Mm. you know? So it's like – be careful as to what the true intention is because I really feel like, you know, given the universe, I, I see it as just being like this feedback loop. Yeah. It doesn't have any, like, necessary rhyme or reason, but it will give the exact feedback to whatever the input is. That's all it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Viv, like that's- Viv, um, Viv explained this, not in the podcast, but um, she, we were talking to her about it. Um, so it's like, yeah, I guess in the sense of manifesting, it's like say you want to be healthy. Yeah. But you want to be healthy because you don't want to be sick. 
Like yeah. imagine if there's yeah. a stick in front of you and you've got healthy on one end and sick on the other end. And it's like you want to be healthy, so you're going for the healthy side. But in the end of that sentence, it's like because I don't want to be sick. So yeah. Then you just right at the last second, you, you pick up that sick yeah. side. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I guess being so aware of the language that you're using internally yeah, because that is really That's bringing back what you yeah. – Yeah, it's bringing back – Almost the opposite of what you initially 100%. went yeah. for. Yeah, it's 100%. like it's like your words don't matter. It's the driving force that matters, right? Mm. And the driving force is actually being running away from sickness. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, rather than being drawn to health. Yeah, yeah. I love the stick analogy. It's so good. I use it for everything. I swear like, hmm, what are you sure I she actually? didn't say it on the podcast? Because I feel like she did. I was no, I think it was at it. dinner. Oh, was it dinner? Yeah, we uh, spoke about it at dinner. Was that a, that a dinner? Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. things we discuss over dinner. <laughs> Not our local show. Not our local show. Yeah, or you hear some ASMR. Just, just slurping on some noodles. I, I would go insane, back. and I'd have to leave the premise. I'd be like, not dealing with that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was at dinner that time. Yeah, I just think that's I use it. it, and I think like if if anything too, like I think that's an important thing for people to take away that stick analogy because it, it does make you. It's so simple, mm. and it makes you really embody what you're just saying, like how being yeah. so careful what the intention is, because it's like if you say you want something, think of the stick. And then What's the intention put the two it? polarities on either side and it's like you'll know when you're saying that sentence which side you're going for. Yeah. It's just – it's so clear and it helps me a lot because it's like, yeah, when it comes to making those quick decisions or decision-making, it's like I really step back. I'm like, oh, okay, what side? What side am I grabbing? Yeah. Yeah, that's self-language. And I guess just, yeah, self-awareness. Yeah. Super important. 100%, you know. Mm. And that, like, yeah, that's all it is. I mean, yeah, don't, don't be too heavy on yourself either. Yeah, we're all just existing. We're all humans. Yeah. We're allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. And like we all go through these thought processes. Yeah. It's just a matter of realizing that you are the observer. Exactly. Like we said before, right? Mm. What other tools like, obviously we all do very similar practices in regards to breath work. (laughs) Every, every All that other stuff that we, yeah. But what other tools do you, like have you experienced, um, equip yourself with, learnt during this time? Um. Because you've got something, like, I'll say this right now. I'll yeah. say at the start, like, how much I love you. It's because like, you have something that I'm just like, whoa, I'm so drawn to it. So what? what well, is it? Likewise, brother. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> me. <laughs> hey, Alicia's left the table, by the way. She's, like, run away from us. I don't know whether we're just getting too intimate over here or what. But, yeah. but no, there's, like, there's something, like, well, I want to know what tools you've got because there is. There's an, there's an aura, there's an energetic field about you that like, I'm so drawn to. So yeah. I want to know more. Right. Well, I mean, like, yeah, what? What do you want to know? That this is a thing. Like I'm, I'm happy to like answer questions, right? But I just, I've got so much out there. I'm just pulling things out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, man. Like honestly, it's just like I like I, I, I just like I don't know from from the work I've done, from the experiences I've had. Like I'm so grateful for all the negative bullshit that's happened in my life. Yeah, you know, like. Would you say you just know yourself? Yeah. Well. I'm I'm I I look at myself as nothing, mm. you know. Like I like I don't think, like sure. There's I've seen that on the wall name. on the wall before. Yeah, I put. I was yeah. like, oh my god, what yeah. is this? Connor took a photo. He's like, are you okay, bro? Because <laughs> like on the on the Excel wall, I am, and I wrote nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but like I I don't think I I choose I don't think I'm anything. Literally, like 
as I was getting out of the car here, I was like, okay, I am connection, I am open, I am comfortable, I am love. Mm. Yeah. Right? And I felt that. And so this is what's here right now. Mm. You know? Sure, it looks like Zane. Same meat, Zach. But that's where I'm coming from. That's like that's yeah. the word that I've given to this conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah, like I don't know. I, th- I feel like there's a bit of a clearance. Like, man, I go through like I go through my own shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I'm not trying to paint this as like shit's good for me. Fuck, even my medical condition, like being a diabetic, literally, it's like my IQ will drop by like 50 points. And like, I think of myself as a bit of an intellectual dude, and that really sucks when you got a day there where you're like, yeah, yeah, just you know, brain dead, man. Mm. Um, but like. It's just you know I yeah I get I guess that's that that's the big thing if if there's a way to answer that is like I tr- I really try to come from a space of nothingness yeah mm. you know I guess then you can fill it up with whatever you want well yeah it's like you know if there's a clearing in the forest something will fill it yeah you know yeah. plants will grow again right like that mm. ma- that makes intention pure too mm. by coming from a space of nothingness I yeah feel. yeah it does make your intention pure with whatever the the situation may be 100%. or the conversation. Yeah. 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 Yes, choo- thank you, you for answering one. that. <laughs> yes. I now feel enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, that's really cool. I think it's yeah, I think that's a good analogy to use too. Analogy or metaphor? Both. Analophore. Analophore. That's a really good analogy. <laughs> Methodology. <laughs> Did you did you mean elephant? Oh god, this is just like when we used to make cocktails and throw each other's names into them. <laughs> the Shawala melon. It's good though, because yeah. it's like that clearing is and I guess accompanied with that self-awareness means that the plants that you're planting are intentional. It's not like, oh, yeah, clear the forest and then suddenly all these weeds grow. It's yeah. like you've got to feel it. You, in order to embody that essence of, of being nothing, mm. I guess you have to control what, what makes up the nothing. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that resonates. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like, you know. I like I, I like to think that there is absolutely no meaning to life. Mm-hmm. You know, I like coming from that. Life is empty and meaningless. When did you come to that realization? Um, just now. No. <laughs> yeah, right. This just, minute. When we I'm said analogue here, homie. <laughs> um, um, probably around fifteen. You know, like going through the arse end of my depression and all of this this whole road I've been on. Like, life is absolutely empty and meaningless. Like, but. Human beings will always create meaning. Mm. It's actually like if we were a machine, ignore everything else, the one thing we do without fail is make meaning out of shit. Yeah. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's very rarely the occurrence of what happened that upset you. It's the meaning you put to it is what fucks you up for life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess it's that human in that like what thing I, mean. I sent you. It's like that human centricity. It's like yeah. we're at the center of our experiences. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, everything's – you're here or you're not here. It's like, you know, like you're living in this moment right now and there's all this shit happening around you and mm. whatever you focus on, you're going to give meaning to. Yeah. And, you can, and you can create what you want mm. yeah. throughout every moment too. Definitely. You have the ability to create the circumstances and the outcomes in those situations. Yeah. Was well, that that duality too? And it's like if I remember reading something um, in a book, I think, it's, I think it was Louise L. Hay, like, and she said there's two if – you, if you had to pick two ways that humans look at the world, it would be – everything's out to get me or everything is here for me. And it's like the meanings Scarcity that go... And abundance, right? Yeah, the meanings that go alongside those things really depict how you deal with everything. So, like, for an example, like, if someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, I want to give you this, it's like, oh, everything's 
out to get me. It's like, oh, this guy's trying to get me or this guy or girl is trying to sell me something. Yeah. Or they want – I'm going to take this from them and they're going to want something back from me. Mm. And then the other side of that is everything's here for me. It's like, oh, what is this? Like you spark an interest. It's like really depicts a positive or a negative experience. Yeah. Yeah. I also do know some people who are like everything's here for me that's really painful to be around though. Mm. You're here for me. You're a tool for my disposal, Zane. Sure thing. <laughs> you know, that's a sad that's truth. It's like yeah. there are some people that, you know, and I think for myself, like going back to where you're saying like you had this epiphany of like life is meaningless. I am nothing at the age of 15. I only just came into that realisation last year really. Yeah. It's like well, if I take the stance that I am nothing and everything is mm. nothing, well then meaning, like the beauty, the true beauty of things can come through because yeah. you've removed any form of preconception of what and you then, thought it is. Yeah, and then it doesn't even have to be beautiful no. because it doesn't have meaning. So you can attach the meaning of beauty to it. because mm. Which then makes it beautiful. Exactly. Like you're beautiful. Because <laughs> you don't mean that. <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, because it's like you just keep forgetting. Like going back to where we originally started, it's like you think that that's the truth. Yeah. It's just some bullshit story you told yourself somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. And you just made that repetitively like there to the point you forgot you told yourself that and now that's the world for you. Yeah. But ain't the world for the guy next to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then, yeah, and then that's your reality and then you're stuck in it. And then it's like you get pissed off at people. It's like, why can't you see the world the way I see it? You're wrong because my view is the right way. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like, That's another thing I've come to the realisation about and I think we may have spoken about it briefly. It's like, to me, there is no right or wrong. Mm Mm-mm. Me and you had an in-depth conversation about this and it was not quick or simple. It was heated. I love that. It was heated, but I used a pretty... Were you making him wrong a little bit? No. (laughs) No, it wasn't like that Okay, so no, what happened was it was at dinner at my... We probably had it a couple of times, but it was at dinner at my house and we were talking about right and wrong. And I remember I said to you, like, what, what makes me killing someone wrong? And... Mitch was there too. And we were like, okay, well, it's the wrong thing to do. And it's like, it's you're just not allowed to do it. And I was like, okay, why? Why am I not allowed to go kill someone? It's like, because it's against the law. Okay, but what if I don't get caught? It's like, oh, well, you might. And it's like, yeah, Let's okay, but, but, but what if I don't <laughs> get caught? Hypothetically yeah. speaking, yeah. What if I, yeah, please don't. Everyone, well, yeah, we, we, this is all hypotheticals because we were in a very deep conversation about like. So anyway, know. there we are. We're digging the hole. Like, <laughs> why did we do this? No, but it's just like it was the same similar thing of like because it was such an intense example, but it yeah. really highlighted the sense yeah. of like if I go, if I go and do that, I don't get caught. Yeah, you go to the moral side of it. It's like, oh, you've wrecked someone's family. You've hurt someone else. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, but what if I'm someone that just doesn't give a fuck about that? Totally, totally. Well, it's then like, what I've done is not wrong. No, but there is there, but is, there obvi- is no right or wrong. Yeah, there's straight up isn't. Yeah. But it's just the way like, you view it. It's like, and like, look, obviously, extreme example, but yeah, it did we, highlight that. Because we were talking fact. about some really touching issues that are going on yeah, in the world. And yeah. Like, I'm a massive believer. Like my dream is to see this world change for the positive. Like yeah, I just that. did that, that event where I wanted to provide water to people. Mm-hmm. Like I believe mm. that. Oh yeah, we're talking about utopian society. Yes. Yeah, and, and we're I was like, that ain't gonna happen. Mm. Might and be. I, and I was anyway. saying, like, you know, with the amount of wealth that's transferred over the last eighteen months, you know, with everything that's going on, like the amount of money that Wall Street got bailed out could have fed, cured poverty and given everyone clean access yeah. to water. But, mm-hmm. like, but you can't do that. No. No. And I remember getting like really triggered by it. I was like, well, mm. why the fuck not? Why can't we give these people yeah. access to water? Yeah, yeah, totally. But it was the polar- The thing that I was highlighting is like the polarity yeah. side of stuff. It's like I'm very much someone who – I'm very opinionated and I'll share my opinions with people 
if they would like. But on a day-to-day sense, I'm pretty much sit, – I sit in the middle. It's like I listen to people's views, I have my own views. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like I like I absorb stuff. and But I'm very much aware that that polarity, you know, whether it's positive, negative, dark light, whatever you want to call it, it's like it exists there. Like neither one can exist without the other. 100%. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the negativity in the world – and the positivity in the world, it's like they both have equal weight. Well, and also, it maybe. depends how you look at it. Yeah, well, it's perspective. Okay, like has this just came to me? So, like on the topic of the whole right and wrong thing, then now, let's just say I don't know. Yeah, like let's let's put it down. I've I've started going to Exalto. Something I never knew about was like how curved the my shoulders were and how out of whack my hips were. Right, mm-hmm. so it's like. I'm not going, oh, my, my shoulders are wrong. My hips are wrong, right? Mm. Then they don't have – is that me? No? Oh, that's you. Um, that's Ailish. That's not my ringtone. <laughs> oh, that's my work phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's Continue. Like, yeah, yeah. So – You're at work now. <laughs> it's me ringing you. <laughs> Sit back down. <laughs> Just you here with the chorus, like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> Hello, it's Ailish. You're wrong. <laughs> My sincerest uh, apologies, guys. <laughs> the curse of having two phones. Um, that yeah. sounds sketchy. For yeah. <laughs> Work-life balance. I yeah. needed to find it. All right? just Leave joking. me alone. <laughs> I'm joking. I feel oh, so attacked so right funny. now. Yeah. Um, right, well, it's the right I, or wrong I, thing. Right right wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but it's like, you know... I was, I'm creating workability in my body, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like I think what really gets people, when you get past your opinions and the upset, is like does that work or not? Mm. Now, you're going to kill someone. Well, actually, it is not right or wrong. You know, there are probably quite a few, I don't know, thousands, maybe even millions of people going to get killed this week by someone else's hands, right? Like it's just that's happening in the world right now. Yeah. yeah. So but it's like. Everyone's life still go, keeps going on except for the people seriously impacted. But, yeah. like, what it does is, like, you're not creating workability for that person to experience their life. Yeah. You're not creating workability for someone, for that family's, that person's family, sorry, to continue their yeah, life. Yeah, it's like a right? ripple effect. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, that's, that's like the angle to come from. Like, does it work or does it not? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, does, is my actions hindering you? You know, like, is it? Yeah. And, and look, it may very well. You know, like if two people are going to go buy a house, you got to sell it to one of them, don't you? It doesn't work for the other person that this guy put through a bit better bid. Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like that's inside of the rules we made. It's like, hey, you can bid for a house, mm. you know? So yeah. that's what I think it comes down to. There's no right or wrong. It's just does it have workability or not? Does it have integrity or does it not? Yeah, right. and I guess that comes with recognising, again, that polarity. It's like for you to exist, the other person exists too. Yeah. And we like inherited the agreement that people don't kill people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what right. we got raised into. into. Okay, mm. cool. See, for me, I look at it as like, where's it, what's it coming from? Is it coming from a place of scarcity? Is it coming from a place of judgment? Is it coming from a place of unconditional love? Yeah. Like, that is where I look at for those, sure. that, where, where I dictate what is, in quotation marks, right or wrong. It's yeah. like, what, what, yeah. what space, what intention is it coming from? Yeah. Because usually that intention is setting the setting the the result yeah. and the yeah. and then I think that's like you know when you got something like you know, this whole reaction to this pandemic is what really triggers people because everyone's now gotten it in their heads that like you know you definitely can't trust corporations who make money from things mm. and then you know the our generation is probably the first generation that woke up to the fact that oh government and corporation are actually pretty hand in hand 
Yeah. Right? The world so, is a business, right? Yeah. And so we're <laughs> preloaded into this. And hey, who knows? Maybe the vaccines are the way to go. Maybe tracking us on our phones is great. But like our generation is naturally less inclined to trust those people because yeah. we're coming from them. There's a, you don't care about us. There's no workability. You're wrong, right? Yeah. So yeah. even if they were preaching the right stuff, most people can't hear it. Yep. Or you're on the other side of the equation going, no, trust in your government, trust in corporations because look mm. how far we've come with them. Correct. And then, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. But, like, we're, just, we're at a breakdown in that respect, aren't we? And I think, I think it, it's funny that we speak about this because, like, I swear, like, last night I just had this thought that this was going to come up. And so I think right now, like, Same. the biggest hurdle. The biggest <laughs> but hurdle, I was like, I hope it doesn't. The biggest hurdle. <laughs> but here we are, everybody. In this whole situation, I believe personally, is the conversations that, that are and aren't being have. Yeah, 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 for sure. And not just with like the politicians and the health professionals, but like the conversations that are and aren't being had between people like us. Yeah. Just day-to-day conversations mm. that are being thrown around and come from a place of ego and, again, right and wrong, who's right, who's yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. Mm. rather than taking a step back going, I want to put the shoe on the other side. I want to put yeah. the shoe on the other foot. Like, I have so many conversations with friends of mine who are dentists, doctors, and physicians. I'm like, tell me your side. Yeah, yeah. I mm. want to know yeah. the truth from not what I see on the TV because I don't have a TV. Mm. Fuck that. Mm. I want to hear it from people that I know, I love, and I trust. Yeah. Because if it's coming from a place of non-judgment and love from me, I'm going to receive that yeah, from yeah, them. Yeah. And then that's when the growth and that's when the healing comes for the collective. For sure. I yeah. guess what is truth though? Well, that's the journey that we all go on, right? Yeah. And that's where everyone's got their yeah. own individual truth. Exactly. Mm. And I think it's like it's it's being open to the thought that your truth can mold and your truth can 100%. your truth can change at yeah. any given point. Yeah. But like I questioned it with my belief. I was a Chris. I was brought up as a Christian for so long, mm. like conservative Christian family. But over the last eighteen months, I turned to question my belief. Mm. Why? Because I questioned who I was. I questioned my existence. You know, the meaning yeah, of yeah. life that we're talking about before. And everyone's journey is going to be different, but like, unless you're questioning, unless you're wanting to hear the other side, mm. you'll be stuck in this rigid box, yeah, where there's no expansion and there's no growth, and everything outside of it is wrong. And correct, <laughs> and then everything outside pisses you off, and the world is against you, and yeah. that's when you you start to see cracks. Yeah, unfortunately, in people, I've been there. Yeah, mm. you know, it's not as funny. I feel like existing is not as fun if you can't talk about. Oh. Things with people. Did anyone, so, ever, did anyone ever like drink? Like when you'd, you'd get on the, on the piss with your friends and like the five cardinal things you can't speak about, politics, religion, um, I can't even remember all of them. But I remember when I was young, like you can't talk about politics, you can't talk about religion, you can't talk about, I can't remember what they were. But yeah, there, there's so many taboo topics Yeah, back when we were young. And it's like, but imagine how much growth and expansion the generation would have if we actually sat down and just had a non-ego-driven open discussion yeah, to try to find out why other people believe the things they do. Yep. And if we all just came from a place of what's going to work for everyone, you know, not yeah. yeah, not even right or wrong, just like what is actually what works the most for everyone. workable thing we could do right now, mm. you know? Definitely. I think, again, that comes back to – and that's where I, I believe that's where the growth happens. Yep. And that's where the healing happens, mm. which yeah. I feel the collective needs right now because there's <laughs> so much tension. Yeah. So. And it, yeah, like, and, it, and there is such, you know, it's, it's such like, it's almost like a bit of a corny thing, but it's like really like, you know, you want to, you want to heal the whole, heal yourself, eh? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's, it has to start with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All, all that like, sort of journey has to start with yourself. You heard of like critical mass theory? No. So it's like, if you got, like, if you, if you were trying to introduce a new way of thinking and a new way of being or whatever it is, right? Um, 
Like you don't have to change the minds of 100% of the population. Yeah. Right? You have to change the thinking of 25%. That's critical mass. If you actually hit 25% of a population, you know, through word of mouth and then the collective culture is now feeling this way, do you know what I mean? Like it, mm. it, it hands on, right? Is it kind of so, like the hundredth monkey theory? Yes, without really knowing that. I, I, I feel like I've heard that in relation to yeah. this conversation before. Yeah, there's a hundred monkeys, right? Mm-hmm. And then like the hundredth one, I have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I love Point that. I love saying. you went for it. It's yeah, basically exactly. like I'm not enough anymore. Let's get like, funny. It's like the collective. It's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know the specific test, but but it's like they taught. There was like an island for in a brief example, everyone. It was like for there was an island, and there was some coconuts, and there was water, and there was sand in between the coconuts and the water, and it was like. The monkeys couldn't eat the coconuts because they had sand on them. So they taught one of the monkeys to go down and wash the coconut oh, in yes, the water. And then yes. all of these monkeys obviously started teaching each other. And when the hundredth monkey learnt how to wash the coconut in the water, all the monkeys in the surrounding area knew how to do it. Yeah. So it was just like, it's like this collective consciousness. It's like, oh, this is the thing we do now. Yeah. Kind of like the thing we talk about with the crows. It's like you, you just yeah. learn and then it's like you don't need to it teach all of them. Yeah. It's just something that they yeah. all then know. I heard this other one. So this guy I know, he started up a gym, right? And he's like he's put a freezer out the back and he goes, it would be hilarious if I talk all of these idiots into jumping in this freezing water every week. His name's Jordan, you met him? Oh, yeah, I think I know this guy. <laughs> and so now every no. week I can <laughs> – Someone said this to me the other day, like, and it's, and I guess that's the thing with word of mouth too. It's a good example. It's like, yes, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. It was like, imagine if Wim Hof was just, love you, Wim Hof. It was also, like, totally yeah, it was like, joke. imagine if Wim Hof was like, watch this. Was actually Ashton just, Kutcher. Just, you've been, you've been the whole world. But it was just pumped. like, if you make this such an amazing thing, it's, it goes with anything. And it's about like talking with confidence as well and like giving your, idea with confidence it's like it'll travel far and wide because you can convince someone i've tried it before convincing my friends that monkeys were born i mean sorry that elephants were born without ears <laughs> you can literally convince someone of anything yeah. and See, i guess I, it's like that malleable thing of yeah you, you can convince people of things yeah but then like to get someone to like truly yeah belief is a different thing get it for themselves isn't yeah it? entirely right mm. yeah what an interesting turn of events. <laughs> I don't like that. Like, is that like sort of a fake it till you make it sort of approach? Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. It's. I guess we were just joking about the ice bath thing, so yeah. we got off topic. Yeah, really, <laughs> really spiraled us out of the yeah. monkeys. So, Ellis monkeys. So Ellis sorry. Ella monkeys. Ella monkey. <laughs> yeah, there is an essence of that. But it's, it's like going back to that collective consciousness thing, and I guess like you say, that mass. Yeah. Critical, well, critical mass. Critical mass. Yeah. Perfect example. Speaking of collective consciousness, conscious collective, you know, the cool to be conscious guys mm. that we go down to on Sunday morning at Alex. It's like it started with 20 people. Then those 20 people spoke. Yeah. Mm. Went to 120 people. Mm. Those people spoke. Yeah. yeah. On the weekend, it was nearly 200 people. It's like, whoa, you're right. 25% or whatever it may be. It's yeah. just word of mouth. It just travels. And yeah. if you resonate and if you're vibrating on the same frequency, it does. It just spreads and ripple effect, yeah. butterfly effect. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Else. exactly. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a big thing, actually. I've, like, from 
going well. Like I was doing, seriously doing like eight gym sessions a week at one point. Yeah, you were ripped. Yeah. I was so jealous. Was like, I've been coming for a year. <laughs> you lived what there. What the fuck is going on with my body? Why is Zane looking like that? Just shooting mm. up in Shalom. Just doing <laughs> Josh would be like, I saw Zane this morning. I'm like, I saw him at five thirty tonight. I didn't go home. Yeah, <laughs> I never left. Was he there all day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like you know. It's like I actually got present to it. It's like, well, this is like the community I'm part of, right? Yeah. Because so you just take it for granted. It's like everyone's like this. Because I like, actually realised like I pretty much don't leave the house unless it's going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I work from home, you know. I and love- also now I have a child, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're I, like, see ya. <laughs> I, I love that that connection that we have with everyone in that in that group, yeah. in that tribe. Mm. For sure. You know, it's, it's, it's an incredible environment to be in. And like I feel the same. Like When I don't go, I feel so... I don't want to say disconnected, but for a lack of better terms, yeah, mm. disconnected. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, have I actually centered myself, grounded myself? Because mm. that's yeah. what we do. Like, it's so yeah. good being in that, that state where you do, you connect with other people and you ground yourself and you feel like you're really connected with self. Yeah. And you get mini versions of these podcasts too. <laughs> you know? Literally, especially you, when Zane's you, yeah, there. <laughs> you get the, the, the mind flex and it's like if you're not just working your body, you're working your mind yeah, as well. Yeah. And then like, but even like, you know, you really do see that it's like the working the body part is is getting your mind there as well, right? Yeah. Like there is such yeah. a, what's such stu- a like, thing. Well, it comes back to like what's driving you, right? You know, you're yeah, saying what's, before, like, what's, what's the intention? What's the intention? And like, mm. you know, we, we, Jordan speaks about it, we speak about it. Is it coming from a place of pain or pleasure? It's yeah. like why, why are you getting up in the morning at 4 a.m. to go to the gym? It's yeah. like, well, I'm going there to get fit. Well, why are you going to get fit? And you start to strip the layers back and then you mm. find your intention. Yeah. I, I originally started going too. I was like the Wim Hof probably played a part because like I was doing it by myself and I was like, oh, I remember cool, seeing you like do a four minute retention and I was like, messaged you and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my best was like just under eight minutes. That's insane. I never told anyone this, but it was on New Year's and I was so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you were just too drunk and you forgot oh, that you actually I, breathed? I had, t- I had the timer up and I like almost like fell asleep. I got back from the party and I was like, oh man, like, you know, I like drank like a bottle of wine. I was like, oh. I'm going to do some Wim Hof to welcome in the new year. And I was like, it was, obviously my brain wasn't working enough going, hey, dude, you're dying. You're dying. Start breathing again. Yeah, so yeah. Eight minutes. Were yeah. you hung over the next day out of curiosity? No, actually it wasn't. Hey. Because they say that the hangover is usually from dehydration yeah, to the yeah, brain. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't surprise me that if oh, you did Wim yeah. Hof, you yeah. oxygenated your blood. Oh, to that's the point a life where, hack. That's a life isn't hack and a half. But that, it's, I'm, I'm, I was curious yeah. about that because, like, obviously, yeah, everything I've read about is, like, a, a hot... Um, a hangover is from dehydration because yeah, yeah. all you do is just poison yourself. Yeah. Just and you don't drink any water. Hey. Mm. Yeah. Then you just bust out three rounds of whim, do an eight minute retention, <laughs> fucking boom. No hangover, baby. Where's the bottle of tequila? Yeah, Let's try it. Well, I'm going back into this. <laughs> all right. So we're going to wrap it up soon, but I would, lo- I would love to ask you the classic question of if you had advice for, but I want to word it not for other people, but like if when you're, Oh, it's probably a big question, but are you going to relate to his kid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Like, what yeah. would if you could pick? And just right now, obviously, it's not the advice that will stay forever. But it's like today, right now, after this conversation, you had a what's the for advice? Your boy. Yeah. yeah, huge, huge, um, big question. I think I just want him to understand that, like. Everything you genuinely want in this life you can have. Mm. Like never never think small of anyone, you know, but that also includes yourself. Yeah. You know, 
like the world really is, this universe really has everything for you and it is there for you to take, right? So it's just like love. Just love your life. Love mm. people. Love everything because it's all there really is, yeah. you know? Far out. That was, you get, you get that was heavy on that. super deep. <laughs> I love it. I liked that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's that's because like, again, I said earlier, like I, I believe that love is one of the most powerful forces mm. in this universe. Yep. And, you know, to pass that knowledge or pass that down to your kid who may listen to this once in like 18 years time or whatever yeah, it may yeah. be, like it's huge. And I think that's something a lot of people can take in like and realize is. Yeah. And I think it, it relates back, back to, to that too. Like relates back to that. If there is no meaning and there is nothing to this, then what there is here is everything. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You can fill that empty space with anything you like, mm. you know? So why not make it an empowering one, eh? Yeah. 100%. Boom. I'm going to pick your brain more after this about that landmark thing. That sounds cool. <laughs> that sounds really cool. I'm all I'm The all plug polite. worked. The plug worked. <laughs> Use got, my promo code. We, we got a new one. <laughs> all right. Let's hit it. Cool. Yeah, thanks so much, Zig. Thanks for having me. Thank I really, really appreciate you too. And, you know, getting me on here. Separate. It's two different things. You guys separately and for having me here. I appreciate you. Thanks Thank for you. All right, guys. Until next time. See you soon. Hey guys, Josh here from Humong Beings Podcast, wanting to plug our newest sponsor, Exalto Holistic Hub. You would have heard us mention them numerous times throughout the podcast, and they've generously offered all our listeners a $99 fundamentals pack. Gets you a couple of sessions with the specialists down there, and then it'll also get you two weeks free at the gym, so you can come down and have a taste of what it's like. You'll be able to train with myself and Ailish if you wish. I'm there at the 5am class, Ailish is there at the 5.30pm class. Um, but come down and see what the fuss is about. Exalto Holistic Hub, check it out.